Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It is May, so we are now in the last month of ME eligibility. Of course, there are many exceptions to that rule, but it is time for the three of us to take a look at our ME predictions in the categories of Best Drama Series and and best comedy series. So let's not bury the lead here. Game of Thrones has been the front runner all season long, uh, probably even going back to last year. And for most of the season, I'd say that we've all dismissed the possibility of anything else winning. Uh, let's just check in. Is there a possibility now that something else could win with this backlash to the last episode of Game of Thrones, likes of which we have never seen before for the show? Uh, I'll go to you, Zach. I feel like I'm experiencing a bit of Emmy Groundhog Day. Like uh, I got transported back to the 2015 Emmys where, uh, you know, Game of Thrones and Veep won. And then the 2016 Emmys where they won again. So (laughs) it just sort of feels like um, there's not much mystery in the race. I I would say that if there was actually another show that um, was compatible, maybe there's a chance it would lose. Uh, but this year, every single uh, network has just decided to stay out of HBO's way on this one. And um, I, I don't, I feel like it is just going to win by default, honestly. I mean, what other show is there that people are talking about, even with the same amount of fervor, animosity, anything like that, as they are Game of Thrones? Like, mm. you know, uh, I think it's pretty much written in stone at this point. Yeah, Luca, what's the alternative? Uh, you know, the problem is, is that I don't think there is a clear alternative. And if there isn't a clear alternative, the people who don't vote for Game of Thrones will, you know, the votes will spread out. Some people will vote for Killing Eve. Other people will vote for Ozark. Some people will vote for Better Call Saul. And then they will all split the vote and then Game of Thrones will still be ahead of everyone else. And despite the backlash, for me, its win was almost set in stone after it won last year, where I think a lot of people were predicting The Handmaid's Tale, some people were predicting The Crown, maybe The Americans for its final season. But then Game of Thrones just won the top series prize without winning writing or directing, even though the seventh season had aired an entire year ago. So even though there's a lot of backlash right now, and I do think it could get worse, I just don't see any other show winning at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Luca brings up a good point about last year's victory because last year was far more competitive yeah. uh, where you had like, a, you know, the previous year's winner uh, competing. 
You had uh, the Crown and the Americans, which won major prizes. Um, and Game of Thrones still managed to win for a season that it aired over a year ago and that uh, a lot of people were kind of mad on. Mm. So, you know, I mean, this year, it's like, what's it going to, is it going to be, you know, what is the alternative? There, uh, yeah, I, I'd <laughs> say it's a bodyguard. Like, that's what yeah, I would think I, has the best chance of being. Uh, but the Gold Derby odds have Bodyguard in ninth place for a nomination, which means that it won't get nominated. And actually, I can't argue with that. It, it very well could be in ninth place mm -hmm. or second. There's just Game of Thrones and then everything else. That's true. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the thing about Game of Thrones, too, is that um, like maybe it was on its last legs last year. So maybe that's how it's still able to eco to win. But you know, people have been saying like, you know, what if it, is there a possibility that something else can win? And I figured that we had seen seven seasons of Game of Thrones, so we kind of knew the high end, the low end of what was possible for it. But it is very possible, I suppose, uh, that we're headed for more of a Dexter situation where the final season actually ends up being worse than the seven that came before it. I think that it's important to remember that, um, you know, the criticism for Game of Thrones has mostly come from, you know, fans on the internet. Like, we don't have any proof that the members of the TV Academy don't like it, you know, because nominations haven't come out at all. If Game of Thrones were to get, like, a, a low number of nominations, which I don't even know what would be considered low for them, maybe, like, less than 10, <laughs> Or less than fifteen, <laughs> yeah. but if it were to get like, um, you know, like if it were to just underperform on nominations, then maybe I would think, okay, um, there's uh, an argument to be made that it's not uh, as popular as it had been before. Mm -hmm. But until that happens, I have no reason to think that um, you know the TV Academy is not going to shower this with their usual twenty-two nominations. Absolutely. And I do think the show that I currently have in second place is Ozark, but I really don't think it actually has a shot at winning. And I think it's it being in second place as a result of it, you know, getting 14 Guild nominations, which is uh, quite impressive. And it did get those four SAG nominations, especially that one for Julia Garner, which, you know, was kind of a shocker. Um, so I do think for, for me, at least that's in second place. I don't think Killing Eve is in second place like it is in our odds. I just think that it needs a bit more momentum because I only got two nominations last year. I think some people need to remember that. Even while Ozark got five nominations, five nominations that most people, you know, weren't necessarily expecting. Zach, I want to ask you why you do not have This Is Us in your top seven. Because that's something that I'm really tempted to do, take it out of my top seven. Uh, but right now, I'm too chicken. I've just left it in seventh place. It's really uh, wishful thinking. Um, <laughs> um, uh, no offense. I um, I just, it's, it's pretty, I feel like any other year, This Is Us and probably Better Call Saul as well would drop out of the series race um just because people aren't talking about them as much as they used to but by virtue of the fact that um what six out of the seven shows last year are not returning this year um it uh, or five excuse me uh it makes it uh hard to <laughs> to take things like better call Saul 
and this is us or even you know house of cards out of your series predictions just because we know how much the emmys like to um uh like to go back to that uh back to wells that they've gone to before but um i'm just really going off of the fact that you know this is us started out relatively strong in terms of nominations in its first season and then its second season took a major dip lost acting nominations for chris uh, christy metz couldn't get acting nominations for Justin Hartley or Mandy Moore when they were kind of uh, not very competitive acting races, still couldn't manage to get writing or directing nominations. And so I kind of wonder if, you know, the, the bloom has kind of fallen off of that rose a little bit. Now they could put it back in there just for lack of uh, returning material, but I, I feel like this might be the year that it misses out. Yeah. How do you feel about this, Zesslika? Well, I still have it in my lineup, but what after Zach just said, I actually might consider dropping it because it did really underperform last year. I thought it was going to, you know, overperform last year. I thought it was going to get a bunch of nominations. I thought it was going to be one of those shows that, you know, does fairly well in its first season in terms of Emmy nominations, but then kind of blows up in the second season, like The Handmaid's Tale. But, you know, it didn't get those acting nominations for uh, Justin Hartley and Mandy Moore. And they dropped Chrissy Metz, as Zach already said. And the se third season, you know, I liked it. I was fine with it. But I know a lot of people that didn't like it. And, uh, you know, it got a lot of slack this year. So I could easily see it dropping out of this race, even though the competition, I mean, the field is very barren. So I might move it down to seventh, at least. Yeah. It's weird, like at uh, the Producers Guild, they did not nominate it its first three years that it was eligible. Mm -hmm. But then this year, because there are so many other shows that they had previously nominated over it that were ineligible, it managed to just slide in there. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, kind of the dilemma here, where it very much seems to be on a downward trajectory within the, uh, within the industry, but you know, what is going to get in there instead of it. I think we saw that a ton at SAG this year mm. where they didn't really embrace any of the new dramas for whatever reason. And they actually went back and kind of found dramas that they had overlooked for years, like Better Call Saul suddenly got an ensemble nomination and The American suddenly got an ensemble nomination, even though they didn't acknowledge you know, Matthew, Matthew Reese or Carrie Russell. It's yeah. kind of just more like, you know, I, this exists, so let's throw it in there. It's true. So, yeah, I, I'm very unsure about all these new dramas just because they perform so poorly at the guilds and even Absolutely. Golden Globes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, uh, looking at my predictions now, I guess I should, uh, you know, of these new shows, um, you know, I don't know. Mm. I, I honestly have no clue. <laughs> but I don't know if it's, if it's going to be Homecoming, Succession, Pose, uh, Bodyguard. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I guess technically speaking, Ozark and Killing Eve are new shows um, <laughs> since they haven't gotten a drama series nomination before, mm -hmm. but at least gotten some kind of Emmy recognition. I don't know if they're going to bring back Better Call Saul. Um, you know, and I'm looking down the list of other things and uh there's nothing that's jumping out as uh you know in the same way that two years ago when we had a complete revamping of the drama series race you know all five of those shows were 
highly talked about. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like a, a sure thing. This year, it's just like, I don't know which of these are, are going to get in. Yeah. And I think for me, Succession, Homecoming, and body bo Bodyguard are the biggest question marks. I have no idea how they're going to do or how they're going to perform. I hope Bodyguard does very well because, I mean, I love the show. And I think, you know, those six episodes were a perfect way to tell that story. And it does have the um, benefit of being on Netflix. But I just don't know how that show is going to perform. I don't know how Netflix is going to campaign it. And Homecoming is the, you know, apple in the bag of oranges because it is, you know, 30 minutes. It's a very different show compared to all of these other shows. And I don't know if the TV Academy will warm up to it yet. And Succession has sort of, you know, been under the radar all season long, even though it's performed very well at the guilds. Adam McKay's uh, DGA win was, you know, not, I didn't expect it. So I do think that has a very good chance of uh, making it into the lineup. Yeah, I feel like HBO is good at getting kind of random series nominations yeah. sometimes. And I feel like Succession um, is maybe something that the industry is responding to or it will respond to a lot more than anybody else. It got that surprise uh, BAFTA international nomination where they only had yeah. four slots for you know the whole world. Um, I, I, uh, I guess there's also something in the way of its subject matter probably appealing to uh, <laughs> liberal members of the television academy yeah. that could certainly help it um i'm intrigued by how at their fyc panel they screened the finale whereas you know you think it being a new show with a flashy pilot you would want to make sure that everybody had seen it and understood it but i wonder if that's because hbo uh, kind of understands that the industry actually already has seen the show and they just want to you know remind them of what they watched could but, be yeah yeah but with that show, I'm very curious to see if it's one of those shows that just gets a drama series nod and then doesn't perform well in the other categories, or if it really gets, you know, supporting actor and lead actor for Brian Cox. I think that's even more interesting than it breaking to the drama series race. So I'm curious to see how that, what happens there. Zach, you have pose in your predictions. Can you make the case for that one? Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm just kind of throwing darts at a wall, you know, I really, um, Pose, um, I think is something that definitely, um, has got a, you know, a passionate fan base. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a TV Academy type show. I'm also kind of, as I look at all these, uh, contenders, I'm also thinking about, you know, the networks that are behind them and. I think that sometimes voters do like to take care of each of their uh, favorite uh, networks. And certainly FX is something that in the last few years um, with uh, you know the Americans um, and then Atlanta on the comedy side uh, has been able to do very well at the Emmys uh, in terms of nominations. So, you know, that's part of my consideration. Again, it's just like some of these shows, I just have no, I don't know where the passion is for That's them. And true. so it's really difficult. You brought up Homecoming and Homecoming is very divisive. Uh, people yeah, yeah it is. Love it or they hate it. And um, so I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I take that out and put Bodyguard in. Maybe I take Pose out and put Bodyguard in. Maybe I take them both out and put This Is Us and House of Cards in. Yeah. I don't know. Like. And then there's also, I mean, I don't think it has a chance, but I do know 
our odds have Christine Baranski in sixth place. And there are some people who do think the good fight actually has a chance of getting in, but I just don't think they have, I don't think anyone's seen CBS All Access or anything on CBS All Access. And I just don't think that all of a sudden in its third season, the show's gonna explode, especially after it didn't get in, you know, Margot Martindale into guest actress last year. For me, that that was enough. I mean, I knew exactly how much uh, the TV Academy likes the show or has seen the show. The music branch yeah. likes it. I mean, that's where two creative <laughs> arts nominations have been for. Oh, I just God. looked it up because I couldn't remember if it had gotten any before. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the Baranski thing is uh, kind of a, a bit, you know, she benefits from the fact that uh, it's a weak category. Mm. But even that might not happen, you know, because yeah. as you say, we don't know if they're, uh, if they're watching the program or not. Mm. Uh, evidence points to uh, they're not. Yeah. And then to, or go did someone else? Oh yeah, I, I think just to give some context. So like, you know, Big Little Lies, Stranger Things, The Crown, Westworld, um, I'll say, I feel like there's one more. Uh, they're all skipping this Emmy eligibility period just because, you know, presumably Game of Thrones is coming in to win all the Emmys. Uh, it, it's crazy. I, I think back to the Writers Guild strike like 11 years ago where they were on strike for a hundred days and television just shut down. You know, mm -hmm. Deal or no deal was on every day of the week. And now, you know, in 2019, all these shows are just like, yeah, we'll shoot and uh, we'll you know, finish producing the episodes and then we'll just hold them for eight months. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, there's just a, a wealth of content right now, uh, but not necessarily anything that we think is going to appeal to the industry because like a couple of years ago when Stranger Things and The Crown and Westworld and This Is Us all came out very suddenly, then we saw the industry respond to them immediately where Stranger Things won Producers Guild Award, it won the Screen Actors Guild Award, everybody else got you know, some kind of major nomination. Whereas this year, the guilds just you know randomly went back to shows that they had dropped years ago. Like yeah. Homeland won its first Writers Guild uh, Award since its pilot. Yeah. Um, just uh, crazy stuff like that. So of shows we that have no reason to think that. What's that? I said, speaking of shows that are sitting the Emmy year out, like that, if only they had yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It would have been the perfect opportunity for it to maybe get into the drama series race again, if the season's good. But, you know, that's not even, it's not happening. So, so and like something you, that intrigues me is that whenever we have categories where you have like an additional nominee or an additional couple nominees because of, you know, a tie, the, oh, yeah. the extra nominees tend not to be something that's even on our radar, mm -hmm. you know, like it's like John Leguizamo in Waco. Um, so I wonder if we'll finally get a lone drama series nomination like we did the first year that we had seven nominees when Big Love got nominated for drama series and it got nothing else. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like we're due for one of those because mm. all the shows that we're talking about are not the show or are kind of the shows that would be in, uh, you know, the eighth to 10th position normally. And maybe there's actually something um, that could surprise us. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, I feel like we haven't brought, uh, brought it up enough, but uh, House of Cards has never missed in drama series. <laughs> Even yeah. even when uh, in its fifth season, which was uh, you know widely thought to be the worst one that it had, uh, it still managed to get in over uh, I think Mr. Robot and Homeland 
in that very competitive year. So, so uh, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I'm so curious. Or yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying. So it's it's not inconceivable that they might go back to that again. So yeah. And what do you guys think about Killing Eve? Because I mean, I def I think it's gonna make the drama series lineup. But I don't know how well it's going to perform because while, you know, it's gained in critical acclaim and it seems like people are watching it, I do feel like the second season's starting to go in circles. And I see a lot of people, even though, you know, it's the internet again, but I see a lot of people picking up on it. And I don't know if it's as strong as, you know, our odds, for example, have it because they have it in second place. So what do you think about that? I feel like its best day is probably like five or six above the line nominations. Mm. And I'm talking about like two for actress, Fiona Shaw and supporting maybe writing and maybe directing mm -hmm. and then series. Um, but then it could also just cap out at like four, you know. So I don't know if it's really a below the line player at all, which uh, would hurt it. Yeah. I mean, it was a BAFTA. They even nominated right. for main titles. But yeah, we have to remember, I mean, it's going up against the, uh, you know, the big dragon of, uh, of yeah. Game of Thrones. Um, and not for nothing, I guess, since Maisel is an hour-long show, it competes in those tech categories as well. So uh, that's a hindrance to it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have Killing Eve. Uh, I haven't had it all season. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it gets uh, harder and harder to justify, um, but I'm hoping that, you know, in the next few weeks, then I'll be able to justify it again because the uh, show will fall off a cliff and people will realize. <laughs> I, I feel like this season has been set up for a sophomore slump with the, mm -hmm. um, you know, thin premise, the changing showrunners, um, just all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, so we'll yeah. see if it sticks to landing in these last couple episodes. but. Mm -hmm. I think Sandra Oh is definitely winning actress. So Absolutely. It doesn't really make sense that she would win and the series would not even make a top seven. Mm. Uh, one contender I want to throw out there is Jack Ryan. Oh, I feel yeah. like, um, like Amazon is definitely putting their weight behind Homecoming. They sent out, you know, individually packaged uh, DVD of Homecoming. It was the second drama that Emmy voters got this year. And then they have more recently sent out Jack Ryan, but kind of just in their like best of the rest uh, box. So Amazon wants Homecoming to be nominated, but I feel I feel like people actually saw Jack Ryan, yeah. and people you know more or less liked it. I, I think it's a pretty easy watch, and it did surprise at the Guild somewhat with a nomination for John Krasinski. It randomly won a Visual Effects Award, so I feel like. The industry has shown some signs that they have seen it. And in a year like this, and also with the ballot structure where it's just check off as many mm -hmm. as you feel like, it doesn't have to be seven, it can be you know, 11 or whatever you want it to be. I think that could sneak in. Absolutely. Yeah, it's in that 24 vein. So, I mean, they've, they've gone for that kind of stuff before in the past. And like you said, there's evidence that they've seen it. So it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. And oddly enough, I think that argument also works well for Bodyguard because I do think it isn't, I guess, an easy watch. I think it's, you know, made for mainstream audiences, you know, because, you know, Richard Madden is the lead. And I think with the six episodes, people don't have to watch, you know, 10 hours of content. 
so I think that argument also works perfectly for um, Bodyguard, especially because it's on Netflix and people will presumably have seen it. Yeah, it's also pretty, I mean, it's, you know, it's fun, right? It's sort of <laughs> in that same kind of, um, you know, I mean, for everyone who enjoys seeing the uh, Game of Thrones guy with his shirt off uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like fan fiction for things like that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, maybe I should move that into my drama series predictions. All right, uh, do you guys have any more thoughts about drama before we move on to comedy? I don't think that the Emmy voters have any more thoughts about drama no. before we... <laughs> I just think that Game of Thrones is so much of a front runner that, you know, the other nominees can be happy that they're nominated without that sounding wrong. And even if people don't want Game of Thrones to win, they have six other shows, and they will just split the vote. Those people who vote for who don't vote for Game of Thrones, the other shows will split the vote. So, Game of Thrones, it is. So, I think in comedy we actually have the same seven, hmm. uh, all three of us, which is not too exciting. Yeah. I think we all yeah. have Barnlessness uh, is Maisel and Veep, Barry, The Convincing Method, Glow, The Good Place, and Russian Doll. Yeah. In you know roughly that order. Yes. So that means. Means that we don't have Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Blackish, both of which were nominated last year. But I would say that both were nominated last year just barely. I mean, first of all, mm -hmm. there were eight nominees, so two of them were very close to missing. And also, you know, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, it got a supporting actor nomination to complement its series nomination. Blackish got two lead nominations, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, um, now again, like don't put it past him to just put it back in there again. Um, <laughs> Russian Doll, I think, is uh, a soft yeah. number seven. Um, and that could easily be replaced by another new show. I mean, Netflix just premiered uh, another critically acclaimed comedy series, Dead to Me, to me yeah. which could just as easily take its place. Um, but it could also just be, you know, they go back to what they like. and. Um, Kimmy Schmidt, like you said, it barely got in, but it still got in. Um, and so it could very easily just get those same two nominations. Blackish could just as easily come back again. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing that uh, makes me take them out is that I don't see too many people talking about them anymore. I mean, uh, not at all. They didn't, I, I didn't even know Kimmy Schmidt had premiered on Netflix until I was just okay. scrolling there one day to watch something else. Um, so, um, same and way. it's done. It's, that was the final, the final episode. So yeah, so. that's it. And usually, um, yeah, yeah. Nope. Usually, shows you know get that farewell hug oftentimes at the Emmys. But I just feel like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt's final season or season four B wasn't it like the second part yeah. of the fourth season? Was, yeah. Fourth season just came and then went. I don't think a lot of people talked about it. And it's also one of those shows that doesn't get nominations across the board. I mean, it doesn't get writing and directing. I think only Titus Burgess was nominated last year yeah. from the actors. And Blackish, you know, also has lost a lot of momentum. I don't we're, I don't think um, Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross are necessarily locks to return. Mm -hmm. And with all these other shows right now with Russian Doll, which I didn't realize how critically acclaimed the show actually was until I looked it up uh, yesterday, I just feel like these new shows are going to really pose a threat. What about um, one of the other 
uh, Golden Globe nominees from this year. Kidding. Uh, do we think there's any chance that gets in? Because I think there's a chance that at least Jim Carrey will get in. But um, yeah, I, I think Jim Carrey is as far as it goes. Um, yeah, if it goes there, which I do have it for him, mm-hmm. but I have him down at sixth. Yeah, it's an uh, odd I show. I mean, it's it's really good, but it's you know, it's uh, it's an acquired taste, shall we say, um, which could work against it. Kind of reminds me of Smilf last year because mm-hmm. Smilf did get those Golden Globe nominations for Frankie Shaw and in comedy series, but then you know didn't appear at all in the Emmy nominations. And I do think Kidding will do better because of Jim Carrey and because of the comedy actor field being you know pretty barren. But I don't know if it's going to get into comedy series. Yeah, I think with uh, Blackish, it's it's kind of like This Is Us, where it's not really yeah. the show that the Emmys are kind of trending toward. It's you know those kinds of shows have been able to hang on these last couple of years, but at a, at a certain point, I think we all expect that that's got to give. And it never got into writing and directing, if I'm right, and hasn't managed to win anything yeah. either, from what I yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, I got a costume nomination last year because of the Juneteenth episode, but um, yeah, you know that's yeah, it's it's as far as it, yeah. it's as far as it goes, you know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do we think? I mean, speaking of farewell hugs, you know, we got uh, mm. Modern Families wrapping up this year. The Big Bang Theory; those are just done, I guess. I mean, is it? Isn't well, Modern Family will be back next year. Yeah. Will it? I thought it was ending this year. No, no, it's one more season. Oh. So next well, year, well, but <laughs> yeah, I thought I'm sorry. I uh, my bad. Modern Family fans, um, but the Big Bang Theory though is over, right? I mean, it's uh, yeah, it I, will end. I went. I, wonder, to, I know. I went to the finale taping. I remember that much. That, <laughs> um, I wonder if Jim Parsons, you know, can get into comedy actor. I don't have him there right now but that field is so empty and you know it is the final season and the show has you know how many emmy city went for big, big, the big bang Theory? Four. four yeah four. so there's always the possibility of them going back to him but i don't i mean the show if the series finale is really really acclaimed maybe we see a few nominations for the final season but otherwise i just think the emmys aren't done with that show yeah yeah, I, I think in the next few weeks I'll, I'll just be watching to see if uh, Dead to Me really takes off. Because mm. I think the critics were a little soft on it, but it does seem very accessible. Absolutely. Um, and it's not like the critics were you know, huge fans of the Kaminsky Method either. Right, that's another one, yeah. But The Kaminsky Method, I, I kind of wonder if, like, SAG was the only guild that dominated it. And they did nominate it for both actors and also for the ensemble. But, you know, maybe it just is an actor's thing. I, like, there are things uh, to suggest that it's not, like, from its Golden Globe win uh, mm-hmm. and its Critics' Choice nominations and its AFI citation. But, you know, none of those are actually industry. So we don't mm-hmm. really know. Well, it's not like a tech-heavy show, so I wouldn't expect it to perform well below the line. I think that its best day is probably, like, four nominations where you know, for series, Alan Arkin, and Michael Douglas, and like a writing nomination for Chuck Lorre. Um, which, you know, I mean, that, that, that'll that be hard to get just because, you know, Veep's coming back and they usually get like three or four <laughs> writing nominations each year. But I mean, I think that Kaminsky, um, in a way, even though it is on Netflix, 
it um, kind of satisfies um, that voter who is mm. like the, the blackish or the modern family voter who um, likes that kind of um, that kind of series. You know what I mean? Um, and so yeah. actors might be enough to, since it is about actors as well, um, it might be enough to push it forward. And also maybe there's some residual goodwill for Chuck Lorre. I mean, considering that hmm. the most successful television show of the decade just wrapped up and, uh, you know, he's, uh, continuing to just churn them out. Um, you know, his shows are popular. So, yeah. But I wonder how many, and this know, might be like, this might also be like as close to a Chuck Lorre vision as we've seen with him also directing and also like solely writing episodes, whereas normally he has like a large team and he has nothing to do with the directing. I yeah, wouldn't surprise. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say it wouldn't surprise me um, if uh, they're gonna launch some kind of campaign very soon to try to win him an Emmy for writing. Mm -hmm. Because like you say, I mean, this is like the closest thing to, I think, and mom kind of gets to this, uh, as well at times but you know being like a chuck lorry show you know and dealing with things that are personal to him um so i feel like they might uh try to lean in on that pretty heavily and try to win him a writing award and as for the big bang theory i just remembered they have that new rule in comedy directing since last year i believe and it did the big bang theory did get that directing nod last year so that is a place where i do think it can show up and yeah. about kaminsky i'm just curious to see how many nominations Netflix can produce in this category because we also have Glow, which I do have, you know, getting in at the moment, but I don't think it's that safe, nor do I think it's that strong because the second season aired when? Last July? Well, this they'll probably be airing the new season in yeah. the summer as well. So I think they'll they'll be using the Mad Men method. That's um, true. To try to remind people of it. Um It'd be a shame if it didn't get nominated because, I mean, it is yeah. a, a wonderful show. Absolutely. Very technically accomplished. And uh, I hope that Allison Brie and Mark Maron can get in after being snubbed last year. I was going to say yeah. that what gives me pause is that they were snubbed last year. But who knows? Because, you know, Betty Gilpin still got into supporting actress. But that, you know, those were eight nominees. So who knows? Maybe she was seventh or eighth place and the show would have not had any acting nominations last year. So I'm not sure, but I do think it's getting in. I think the second season was very well received, um, and that's why I have it in. Yeah, at Glow's one where I'd be very worried if we only had five slots, mm -hmm. because yeah, it, it did underperform last year. Also, not getting a writing nomination or an editing nomination, and just just kind of random stuff like that. But the second season was more acclaimed, and there are seven slots, so I, I figure it's got to be in there somewhere. So are we all? I mean, we're, we're all. Uh, psyching ourselves up for the good place finally getting in here right after three years like is this finally it's finally going to happen this year you guys or are we going to be disappointed again well this is a show that's or riley do you want to go ahead no no you go ahead okay um i just think it's one of those shows that is, has been building momentum ever since it's premiered i think you know the nominations for ted danson and maya rudolph last year just prove that there are people in the TV Academy that like and watch this show. And it's a show that performed well at the guilds, if I remember correctly. And I just think it's the time, it's it's time now for it to get into the comedy series race. Yeah, I'd say it didn't just perform well at the guilds, but it exploded yeah. like at them. Whereas like 
they had never nominated it before. Suddenly it gets mm -hmm. in for best comedy series for you know, production design and editing and writing, whereas it had been ignored by all of them. Yeah. So it, it's not so much, um, you know, like now there's space for it. It's just that the industry has finally discovered the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Veep is ending this year. Uh, it's won the last, uh, trophies so how are we feeling about the veep versus the marvelous mrs Maisel battle when it comes down to the win well, I think, yeah. <laughs> no go ahead uh i was sort of um comparing it the other day to um last year when we were all like is it going to be handmaid's tale or game of thrones <laughs> and it ended up being the show that um you know took a year off and then came roaring back. Um, I mean, Maisel, Maisel performed very well last year in terms of nominations, and I think it'll perform well this year as well, just like Handmaid's Tale did. It might even pick up a couple of additional bids for like Marin Hinkle uh, and uh, maybe some other guest actors. Um, but I think, you know, Veep, <laughs> it's, it's a combination of, it's its last year, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus just, you know, came back from cancer. Uh, we've got an election coming up, and so it's more relevant than any other comedy on TV right now. Um, and it, you know, this, this season has been good. So I think that um, all that's going to coalesce into it uh, winning again. Well, I had Veep in my the first position for the longest time, especially before it premiered. But I actually switched to Maisel just, I think, two days ago. Just because if, I think a lot of people do think the final season of Veep is good, but I do think the buzz is a bit muted and it, there's not as much buzz for the show as there once was, at least from what I've seen. And The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's second season performed better than any second season I've seen in recent TV history in terms of the gills. Rachel Brosnahan was able to repeat at the Golden Globes, which, you know, was sort of unprecedented. And, you know, it overperformed at the SAG Awards, it overperformed at last year's Emmys. And the second season was almost better received than the first season. And it just has all this momentum going into this year's Emmys that I do think it will be difficult for Veep to win the, the comedy series prize. It's not going to be an easy win. Yeah, I think I started uh, where Zach was at, and now I'm more on uh, similar thinking as Luca, where I thought that, yeah, we were headed for a Veep sweep since the last time it won. I feel like people were not even that excited about it, mm -hmm. but it managed to pick up awards that it hadn't even won before. Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, you know, since this season has started airing, I feel like people are not that enthusiastic about this season either. And maybe that'll give at some point. And I think we actually do have a really strong challenger in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which won more Emmys than any comedy ever has for a single season, then went on to win more Guild Awards than any comedy ever has for a single season. So we have, you know, Veep, which has won uh, recently at the Emmys against a show that the industry uh, has never loved so much. And I, I think that unlike The Handmaid's Tale, the second season was very well received. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I think Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is just gonna take everything and Veep will go home empty-handed from the wow. uh, telecast ceremony. 
There is no way they're going to have Julia Louis-Dreyfus come back from beating (laughs) cancer and not give her a farewell Emmy for this show. You guys are crazy. You heard it here first. (laughs) You guys are out of your minds. I think Julia is still winning. I think even if Maisel takes comedy series, I just don't see... I mean, it'll be a tight race. I don't think she's just running away with it easily, but I can't imagine them not giving it to her. And I do think without this sounding wrong again, I think there is a Rachel Brosnahan fatigue because she's practically won everything in the last one and a half years, except for SAG last year. But I I definitely think that Veep not winning won't hurt her chances, to be honest. Well, I think you really, I mean, (laughs) before we say like the industry has tired of Veep, like we we were talking about Game of Thrones again, you know, just wait to see what nominations it gets. Absolutely. Uh, the show that would get like three writing and three directing nominations for the uh, the last, uh, even in its sixth season when people were just like, ah, enough already. We've had enough of Veep winning. It still managed to get all those nominations. It still managed to get like four or five acting bids, um, which is not inconceivable that it would do again this year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tony Hill's probably coming back. Anna Klumsky could win. Um, they're probably going to get in for uh, you know one of their guest actors, um, maybe even a supporting guy like uh, you know Matt Walsh, who hasn't had that much to do this season. He could still get in just by name check alone. Um, so if it continues to get that number of nominations, I think that um, it's going to uh, be a formidable challenger. Yeah, and, and again, like. I- an election is happening right now, and like, uh, I mean, there's always an election. It, yes, there is. I'm getting like, tired of that one. That Emmy line. voters <laughs> like to Emmy voters like to feel like their vote counts for something, and um, you know, it it they they love to go for things that are sort of uh, you know tie into whatever's going on in the country right now, and you know, Veep has been you know, just note by note by note talking about the things that are happening right now. So that I think helps it as well. And see, I'm actually starting to like double down on uh, my line of thinking where I'm wondering, is Veep even in second place? Maybe it's Barry. (laughs) Because Barry exploded at the Emmys last year where it got way more nominations than anyone was expecting. And then it got more Guild nominations than any first season of a comedy ever has. And it's not like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel where it's, you know, contending in all these period categories. The industry just found it and latched on immediately. So I, I think that with the, you know, the new episodes that are coming out now with the very buzzed uh, Ronnie Lilly episode that we saw a couple yeah. weeks ago, there's no reason to think that this show won't grow in its second season in nominations. And I especially think, you know, every Sunday when I watch Barry and Veep back to back, very easy to compare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... <laughs> no, go ahead, Luca. Uh, um, I totally agree. I think Barry is going to overperform this year. I think it's going to be one of those shows that, that did, you know, surprised us in the, its first season with 13 nominations, I believe. And I think Bill Hader completely surprised me. I thought Donald Glover almost had it locked, locked up, but uh, Bill Hader just won it. And I do think it has a lot of buzz at the moment. I think it's just one of those shows where the second season is even better received than the first season, especially as Riley, as you said, that fifth episode that aired, I think two weeks ago. And I feel like it's a real 
threat to be in those top three positions. And who knows? It could, if Maisel and Veep for some reason split the vote, who knows? Maybe it just wins. Like if the yeah, men Barry, unite behind Barry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry, I think, is a real wild card here because, uh, you know, it did have a very good first season in terms of nominations and wins. Um, and I think that it could, you know, pick up uh, some additional nominations. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see if, like, Stephen Root could get in uh, alongside Henry Winkler. Um, and uh, I forget the actress's name who plays his girlfriend, but... Um, Sarah Goldberg. Thank you, Sarah Goldberg. Thank you. I'm yeah. sorry, I forgot your name, Sarah, because I'm sure you're watching this right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, she's had a very good season, so I'm, and the, that category has got some uh, wiggle room in it. So I'm, I'm looking to see if she can get in. Uh, I think Bill Hader has a chance of winning for directing this year, if not repeating Definitely. for actor as well for that fifth episode. So that's a real wild card. Um, it's just going to be, um, you know, is that is that show going to be like, you know, Silicon Valley in the sense that like it gets nominated in a ton of categories, but the other HBO show is the one that, you know, dominates in terms of major wins. Um, I mean, it's already not like Silicon Valley because it's actually won some stuff on the primetime telecast, but you know what I mean? Where HBO always seems to have this kind of like Sophie's choice when it comes to their contenders of like, mm. which one are we actually going to push more in terms of getting a victory? Yeah. What I think is really interesting is that we could see, you know, like the writing and directing categories, we could see Maisel, Veep, and Barry taking all those slots which is why I do think they are in the top, undoubtedly in the top three positions in this race. And at this point, I think we do have to wait for the nominations to see which one of those overperforms the most or which one underperforms. And at the moment, I just have this feeling that Veep is going to be the one of the three that underperforms because I just see Maisel and Barry getting more nominations than last year, especially in the acting categories. So I'm actually very excited for this race because the drama series race is so, you know, sort of boring. Mm -hmm. I think this is very interesting. Yeah. And All right, and we'll have to see about the uh, series finales of Veep and Game of Thrones that are airing the next couple weeks. Yeah. And one show that I wanted to bring up before we um, finish comedy off is The Other Two which I think, you know, oh, Chris yeah. Beecham has, he said that Comedy Central is really promoting the hell out of the show. And it could just be one of those shows that surprises, um, you know, nominations morning and gets nominations. It would certainly surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it, this, this is a network that, uh, you know, aside, obviously it has dominated, you know, uh, variety talk series before with The Daily Show, John Stewart days and Colbert Report animated program with South Park, but they've had trouble getting into any other kind of series race. So, I mean, it would, that would be really um, interesting. Yeah, if they're talking. But, you know, a few years ago, we said the same thing about FX. You know, they couldn't get into the series races and, and now look at them, or AMC yeah. for that matter. So uh, anything's possible. That's true. And then I guess there are, you know, outside contenders that I don't think a lot of people are considering, like Schitt's Creek. I know a lot of people love that show, and I've just seen a lot of buzz, uh, you know, on the internet about this for this recent season, but I don't think that has a chance of getting nominated. I think it's 10th in our odds, so it's not even so far down, but um, I thought it was worth mentioning. There's your fans. 
Always. That's true. Yeah. Um, right. Skewing our odds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if the Emmys were going to go for that show in its last season, they would have given it a nomination of some kind. Yeah. In its uh, previous seven years, not to say it's not a it's not a good show. Um, it's just not something they've ever looked at. I think the network has something to do with that. Um, you know. So I, I don't uh, I don't see that happening. Yeah. I agree. All right, Zach Laws, uh, Luca Gilberti, thanks very much for joining me. And uh, let's uh, update those Emmy predictions on coldover.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.